Hello everyone and welcome back to the Knowledge Group podcast where we're taking a forward look at what speakers are covering at Knowledge Group events where this time we're turning our attention to calculating intellectual property damage and how to prepare for 2019. The webcast is going to go live Wednesday, February the 13th between 12pm and 2pm Eastern Standard Time. Our panel is going to be composed of Richard Eichmann, a director at Nira Economic Consulting, Andrew Clark, Vice President of Analysis Group, Armando Chavez, a director of Echelon Analytics, and Eric Forrester, a senior economist at Icon One Research. More information about our panel and how to sign up to listen to the event will be found in the description box down below. You'll also find the code PODCAST25. When you use that at checkout, PODCAST25 gets you 25% off your first webcast registration. Let's turn things over to our panel now. Hi, my name is Andrew Clark. I'm a vice president with Analysis Group in D.C., and for the last 15-plus years, I've focused much of my time on issues related to intellectual property valuation and IP centered disputes in federal courts and at the International Trade Commission. And today I'm going to be talking about a few topics all related to a broader concept important to IP damages, uh, apportionment. We're going to first address the basic question, what is apportionment? And then the close follow-up, why do we need to apportion in the first place? And are there situations in which you don't need to apportion damages? Then we're going to be taking a look at how the requirement for apportionment has changed, if at all, over time. And more generally, if it hasn't changed, why does it seem like we're talking about it more these days? And what is different now than 30 or 40 years ago that makes apportionment more relevant? So once we get our hands around what apportionment is and why we need to do it, then we'll get into the nuts and bolts of how we go about apportioning damages. We'll touch on apportionment in a lost profit scenario, including a follow-up on a recent federal case, circuit case, and then we'll get into more detail on what apportionment looks like in a reasonable royalty analysis. And you'll see that there is no one-size-fits-all solution. Like almost everything, the answer is going to be case and fact-specific. But there are a few approaches that are commonly employed, and we're going to take a look at those and explain how each one attempts to satisfy the requirement for apportionment. We'll take a look at licensing comparables and what the recent case law has said about comparability. We'll take a look at natural experiments, both what that means and how they're performed. And we'll take a look at one approach that's been growing in popularity over the last few years, uh, surveys. And there are a host of other approaches as well that we'll at least touch on, including extensive use, hedonic modeling, and logit models. So by the end, you hopefully will have a sense of why we're bothering to apportion damages in the first place and how today's experts are going about trying to fulfill the court's requirements. Hi. I'm Eric Forrester, and I'm a senior economist at Econ One. I'll be discussing how to defend your expert's damages model. The trend lately has been toward increased scrutiny of such models, and I'll be discussing issues that have played a central role in many of the most talked about recent IP cases. My aim is to help you anticipate and head off a number of criticisms your expert's damages models are likely to face in 2019 and beyond. Hi, my name is Armando Chavez. I'm a director at Echelon Analytics. For this webinar, I will be discussing certain intellectual property damages concepts that are addressed in court decisions. First, I will touch on two recent patent infringement case decisions that address important damages issues. These cases include the Power Integrations versus Fairchild Semiconductor case and the Exmark Manufacturing Company versus Briggs and Stratton Power Products Group case. The Exmark case is an important decision on the issue of apportionment of damages. 
In the Exmark case, the patent described an improvement in the baffle of a lawnmower, but the asserted claim was directed to an entire lawnmower, including the improved baffle. The federal court stated when a patent covers the infringing product as a whole, and the claims recite both conventional elements and unconventional elements, the court must determine how to account for the relative value of the patentee's invention in comparison to the value of the conventional elements recited in the claim standing alone. The court held that such apportionment can be done through a thorough and reliable analysis to apportion the royalty rate. Additionally, the court found that one way to perform this analysis is through a Georgia-Pacific factors analysis, which we'll, I'll be touching on in the, in the, in the webinar. Uh, the power integrations case, the next case that I'll be talking about, is an uh, important decision on the entire market value rule. In the power integrations case, a jury in the district court found that Fairchild had infringed power integrations patents which were on a power supply component for electronic devices and awarded damages based on the entire market value rule. However, later the Federal Circuit set aside the award and held that the evidence did not support invoking the rule. The appeals court ruled that in addition to showing that the patent feature drove demand for Fairchild's products, Power integrations also needed to show that other features of the device did not drive demand. And power integrations went on to argue that such a rule has never been before imposed and improperly requires the plaintiff or patent, over, patent owner to prove a negative. Uh, now for the last section uh, that I'll be talking about in the webinar, a preview there, I'll be discussing certain issues relating to calculating damages under the Lanham Act for trademark uh, infringement matters and trade dress matters. Uh, in that section, I will use various court decisions uh, in the area of trademark and trade dress as a foundation or, or jumping off point for the discussion. Now, generally damages such as lost profits, defendant's profits, corrective advertising, or harm to the value of the trademark uh, and or reasonable royalties have been awarded by the courts. However, each case is fact-specific and that the appropriate damages methodology, it can vary based on a case-by-case -case, uh, basis depending on the facts and circumstances of that case. Uh, last point is ultimately the law dictates what monetary relief is available for a particular action and the damages claim must be consistent with the relevant law of the venue and jurisdiction at hand. Uh, and that uh, concludes a preview for uh, my section of the webinar. Thank you very much. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group podcast. Don't forget this event will be going live Wednesday, February 13th between 12pm and 2pm Eastern Standard Time. More information on how to sign up for this webcast along with information about our panel will be found in the description box down below along with the code PODCAST25 getting you 25% off your first webcast registration. We look forward to seeing you at future Knowledge Group events and until next time, take care everyone. Bye now.